0: Welcome to another edition of OG OT. I'm Joe Ovias, and Lauren Brownlow is going to join me for a conversation where we remember the good old days, what it was like on sports Twitter. I was inspired by a podcast that I consumed this week from The Verge. They do a great podcast called The Verge Cast. And Neelay Patel, who is the editor in chief, wrote a story, wrote a feature on this premise that 2023 was the year Twitter died. Not just because some guy bought it the previous year, just the concept of this platform and what it had meant for so many people finally coming to an end, for what we've known it for forever, finally came to an end. And I wanted to take that conversation and apply it to us locally, because I think most people recognize that Twitter has been massively impactful for a lot of us here and massively impactful for bringing people together over what we love, sports, and how that's diminished over time. So hope you enjoyed this conversation. I certainly did. You and I should have, we should pour one out for our dear old friend, Twitter.
1: Not ready. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going through the stages of grief. I've been in like mourning almost. Mm. It's been a wild thing because like, denial anger you know all of those things and I'm still in like slight denial I'm still like waiting for someone to like save us from this <laughs> I've
0: been wanting I've been wanting to have this conversation with you because I think you and I can admit that a lot of our career yes 100%. trajectory is owed to our use of that social media platform yes and this week uh, over at the verge they've unveiled this series called the year that Twitter died. And one of the more fascinating articles that I read in this series. And
1: to be fair, it didn't die. It was murdered. But whatever. Well, th-
0: th- th- there is that. <laughs> and in the series, there was uh, there was a feature called how Twitter broke the news. And for a decade, Twitter was the most powerful force in news. How did we let that happen? And the first paragraph is, you know, here's a very dumb truth for a decade. The default answer to nearly every problem in mass media communication involved Twitter. Breaking news? Twitter. Live sports commentary? Twitter. Politics? Twitter. A celebrity was behaving badly? Twitter. A celebrity has issued a notes app apology for that bad behavior? Twitter. For a good while, the most reliable way to find out what a loud noise in New York City was involved asking Twitter, was there an earthquake in San Francisco? Twitter. Man. Is the website, is some website down? Twitter. Yes. The funny thing about that earthquake, remember. We here in North Carolina yes, experienced a, was a very fun, small that earthquake. That was an
1: epic Twitter day. Yes. It
0: really was. <laughs> and that's the thing. We're sitting here laughing. or remembering these. Oh, man, that was an epic Twitter day. But the part that really caught me was that first blurb. Live sports commentary. Yes, yes, Twitter. definitely.
1: And that's definitely why I, I gravitated to it initially. And it's definitely why I stayed on for so long and loved it. And it's like it lets you... Comment on it live in your own voice and mm. people either like it or they don't like it. And you can kind of like develop I feel like I developed a lot of that through Twitter. I I, I think it helped my writing as well. Like just because you don't want to just tweet anything. Because why would people follow you if you just tweet anything? You have to like tweet stuff that people think is funny or insightful sure. or whatever. So it pushes you almost. And yeah, I've always loved it for that. And the breaking news, of course.
0: I went and found your first tweet. This was Um oh, or at least the ones you haven't deleted.
1: Oh, I'm dying. Okay. Uh, this was
0: April 14th,
1: 2009. Oh, okay.
0: still trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> this newfangled technology no. is starting to make me feel old a bit well <laughs> and then you had yes. like there's like dead links that
1: was how, how many years ago now 14 years ago yeah. well
0: yeah what is it uh there's an old twit pick. remember there was twit pic? oh yeah
1: twit pick that's dead now
0: yeah the newest picture of penny almost seven months old
1: Oh, my puppy.
0: That's how old She's is. She's gone now. I know. I know. I don't have, my, I don't R. have R. Ollie R. and Roy. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's crazy. But that's how, I mean, that's kind of how long but it's it, this been. Was,
0: this was almost like a, this was, it was almost like live journaling too. You know, April 22nd, 2009. No loss tonight. Please don't ever Sad. find my
1: live journals. <laughs> this was at
0: 1243 in the morning on May 2nd. Never a bad time to rewatch Anchorman. Don't act like you're not impressed.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Not wrong. I still enjoy that movie. I went but. and
0: found mine because I forgot that Twitter would prompt you. Like, what's happening? And then I, I don't know if I had tied them together where it was a Facebook, Twitter cross post. I was going
1: to say, because like I always would delete that on Facebook because I was like, this is stupid. Like, I'm
0: pretty clear that on March oh, 13th, okay. 2009, which is my first actual tweet. Yes. It says, Joe thought Seth Greenberg was going to give birth. And this is after they had just... I went and looked. I'm like, what you happened? You should have
1: just kept tweeting in the third person, honestly.
0: Yeah, maybe I should have. <laughs> March 13th, 2000. What happened? Oh, that was the ACC tournament down oh, in Atlanta. Virginia yes. Tech, UNC. They yes, needed yes. that win. They really needed that win. And that gave us another one of these Seth Greenberg. He's certifiably insane. That I was belong the, in the Tyler Hands
1: bro. Fist pump. Celebration, yeah. right? Where he's like fist pumping
0: down the court. So I'm looking at this stuff, and I think I double tweeted that Seth Greenberg was going to give birth. So clearly, I was doing some cross promotion here. We're cross posting, and it was like Joe thinks ACC hoops on a Friday night isn't complete without cookout Reese's cups with fresh peanut butter. That's what's up.
1: That's anyway, what's up.
0: That's what's up. I mean, geez. <laughs> I was 30 years.
1: Old. Listen. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what a dork! When you read my tweets uh, back, I'm like, dorks. what? I, well, yeah, we're
0: still dorks. Totally accurate. We are. I'm like
1: this newfangled technology. I'm old. I was like, tw- I was like 26. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm ancient.
0: Oh, keep boy. that same energy, Brownlow. I think you and I still keep that same energy. Yeah. So the the thing about Twitter and the person who actually pushed me to get on Twitter was Bomani Jones because he viewed it as the next way to do it. And he
1: was really good. He's always been great. He's always been
0: great on Twitter. His whole argument to me was, look, man, this is the best way to to directly communicate with your audience. And I was thinking, well, no, that's blogs. Because you got to remember, we're old enough that we were forged in the fires of blogs. True. Because it was just a, remember when Twitter first started, it was positioned along with Tumblr as a micro blogging platform. Yeah. We had the long form stuff. I was doing 850 the blog. I had developed a community in the message boards. I still keep up with people through social media that was formed in the comment sections of the old 850 the blog, which of course was born out of message boards. So these things are just, New takes on things that had already been done. And this right. gets to the why why sports people are so it's very hard for them to detach from Twitter or yeah, their are so I'm desperate having a very hard time to find the next thing that can replace Twitter because you remember a lot of careers were made from blogs. Yeah. A lot of the writers you love today actually came yeah, through sure. from blogging. And then Fan that Fan
1: House, Dead oh, yeah. uh Sports by Brooks.
0: Oh man, Sports by Brooks. That <laughs> the I read. Big it. Lead. Jeff Jeff Perlman did a really fascinating story on he went and found Sports by Brooks. Found I, I Brooks. I remember that, yeah. And he's like some people just don't need to be found. That was his ultimate takeaway from tracking him down and Brooks had resurfaced and he kind of started weird, like oddly tweeting through it. So this, this is why Folks like you and me and a lot of other people in our business have had a hard time either detaching ourselves from it or, as you said, mourning the loss of Twitter. Because well,
1: it's just like anytime you want to fire a thought off, like what, you know, you're not going to go on Facebook and be like, you know, that feeling when your kid says whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to share that with like all the people you went to high school with. And it's like, it's just nice to have a community of people that you know, want to follow you for who you are. Mm -hmm. You can't really have that anywhere else because like, what are you going to do? Turn down follow requests on Instagram from your like, friends that oh, yeah. you maybe don't want reading your, you know, and whatever. I mean, Twitter's a publicly accessible thing, but people can have the option of whether or not to follow you. It never hurts my feelings if one of my friends in real life doesn't follow me on Twitter, whereas like on all the other socials, it would, you but, know?
0: But you, you just nailed it, though. It was the directness and the text-based yes. aspect of it. If you had a random thought in your head, you could just fire it off. Yeah, and no exactly. big deal. There was no necessity you didn't know, you didn't need to know how to take a picture. You didn't need to know how to video edit. You didn't have to do a dance. There was none of this stuff that requires you, that extra step that it's literally. Just like sending a text message, essentially, and it started off as yes. a text message. I never, thing.
1: I never could do that. I tried I, a few times. I, and tried,
0: I was like, never mind. I, I never, I never, I always used, uh, I always used the, the 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 internet, like the the website, yeah, 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 the yeah. actual desktop version of it. And remember, there was also platforms that you could use, like apps you could use. I was a big Tweetbot guy back in the day. Twitterrific yes. was tweet a big one. Was
1: my Tweetbot and TweetDeck were really the only two I ever yeah.
0: used. So that that direct line, I think, for a it's it's interesting. My 15-year-old Caleb said something to me the other day that I didn't think about in the, t- in the time that he said it. But since he said it, it has been rattling in my brain since. And again, he's 15 years old. And he said to me, yeah, man, I'm kind of jealous. I'm like, what are you jealous of? He's like, you, you got to experience the internet when it was good. That's how he phrased Ooh. it to me. Like Ooh. you were in the golden era of the internet,
1: and it is getting worse. And I yeah. thought,
0: to, I thought to myself, like, what does that mean? The internet's ready to You're online all the time, but but that's, it's point, not better. His simple, his simple point was, everything is so fakie. Everything is so produced. There was yeah. a there was a rawness to Twitter yes. when it first started up. Remember, Absolutely. celebrities and athletes would get on and be like, "I'm making pancakes." I mean, I'm like, like, he's just like us.
1: Where else are we going fi- to find out that Kevin Durant has a burner account that he's using right. to like comment? You know, where else are you going to get that news? Where else would you even do that as an athlete to like create well, these fake accounts? Like think about how many funny sports stories have been born out of either athletes tweeting at people or using fake accounts or speaking, coaches. Or, or, speaking
0: oh. of news, speaking of news, oh. if, I, if I asked you yes. in the area, yes. what was the most impactful tweet that set off a news firestorm that we're still dealing with the ramifications today cuz this patel's patel's argument on the verge was that facebook and i agreed i agreed with his overall uh, premise of the of the story on the verge that i read yeah. and kind of inspired this conversation to to angle it towards sports and and local sports his argument was and the one that i agree with is that facebook ultimately was the thing that drove content and views if you were in the new, if you were in the news business, yes, you needed to go into yes. the pool of Facebook to drive engagement.
1: And remember, like the video stuff as well—that was a huge thing on Facebook. And like, there's like, a separate yeah.
0: conversation about how Facebook was the thing that yeah. ultimately destroyed news today. Yes, Twitter never drove clicks. That's Twitter never yeah, drove no. in- engagement. However, the argument yeah. is that there was nothing more influential than Twitter if you wanted to be in on the conversation, if you wanted to actually do some reporting based on talking to people directly, hey, DM's open. Twitter is the place where you went to do it. Yes. And an athlete could tweet something. You could see something problematic. You could pick from that and then transport it to what you would consider traditional media. Right. So with that in mind, a tweet in this area that actually was the most impactful tweet of all time in triangle sports history, do you know?
1: Um, like in sports
0: history, in sports history,
1: the Marvin Austin Club Live tweet
0: ding, 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 yeah. ding. That's what I would say. <laughs> May 29th, 2010. I live in Club Live, Club Live, whatever. So it I is. get yeah, I the know. tenant rate, bottles coming like it's a giveaway. That is a Rick Ross lyric that was misinterpreted by fans, misinterpreted Shocking. by media. And ultimately, misinterpreted by the NCAA. And it set off a decades-long process in Chapel Hill involving, I mean, coaches getting fired, sanctions that may or may not
1: happen. I mean, Roy knew. The 2010 opener against LSU with, like, half the team out. (laughs) It was wild. Mm -hmm. And they still almost won for some reason. Mm -hmm. It was a wild time. It really was. And it did. It set off a bunch of... Bunch of events that are still fresh on everyone's mind, honestly. So
0: that was the sweet, sweet nectar of news that you got off of Twitter. I remember that there was even a genre of sports Twitter here locally that you could turn into news where you would take Twitter reactions from events and then embed them on a website. And then, like, oh, that's easy. People
1: still do those, it's crazy
0: that people still do those. And But a funny thing happened. A funny thing happened along the way. And I can tell this story now. It's been long enough and the Uh people involved are no longer there. Uh You know this story. Oh, I do. Okay. You know this story. I've just never really told the story. And it actually, this was the first instance where I started to wonder, is this good for us? Is it warping our brains? Is it giving us a sentiment that doesn't actually exist? That this sentiment is actually coming from a small group of people.
1: Or, yeah, right. Like, that's the thing. Is it, is it help? Is it forcing us to misinterpret what public opinion is? To your point,
0: that those Twitter roundup stories still exist. And usually they're positioned as.
1: BuzzFeed does them all the time. And
0: it's usually a, people are mad about this.
1: Or like, BuzzFeed's like the funniest tweets
0: you've seen this month or whatever, usually. But But the ones that were like, people are mad about X, right? And usually it was just like five people, six people were like, oh, man, you're getting crushed. I'm getting my take is getting crushed on Twitter. I can look at your mentions. You got like five people in your mentions that disagree with you. That does not mean you're getting crushed. You and I still know people that react to, oh, man, I got like three tweets saying I was an idiot, man. Why don't you like? No, 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 no. It's just three people I, look, who I've are been extremely guilty online. of
1: it at times. too. great. But yeah. again.
0: It took me a while to break free of that. Right. It really took me a while to break free of that. And the moment where it started to shift for me, I know the exact moment where I went, oh, people don't understand how the internet works. And this is not really the sentiment that exists. North Carolina, NCAA, they lose to Villanova. Right. Now, I did a Twitter roundup because that was peak Jordan meme. At that time. Crying oh, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Jordan was in the house for that. Jordan yep. was in the house for that. Yes. And I took every Photoshop that I could find on social media and embedded them on the website. See, that's just funny. Though. And it's funny. It's yeah. funny. But you remember that during those times, there was a lot of, all right, Roy's got to go. Roy Williams has to go. They lost well, again. I mean, to be fair, there were people that did that all the time. All the time. And all that's the time. where, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a joke, you remember this. As a joke, I basically did a story that said, look at these idiots who want to fire Roy Williams. Right. And I just took all these embeds of these people losing their minds over Roy Williams. Like, can you believe these dopes? Right. Can you a two time national champ? Can you right, believe right, these right. idiots?
1: Yeah. And they just like literally lost the national title game. Just but just it's fine. Their minds,
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. Unfortunately, somebody in the building looked at that and thought it was a real sentiment. So they published a Facebook poll that said, should Roy Williams be fired? Okay. Remember that? You remember that one? And that's when it dawned on me. And I'm not saying this as like a way to like, can you believe this person did this? It made me go, oh, wait a minute. People don't quite understand sometimes. There's a parlance. There's a way about the internet that you can point and laugh. That this isn't a yeah, real. Yeah, and sentiment. I think
1: like I think people that were on Twitter a lot, like you and I and others, mm-hmm. like we all came to understand that and get that that, that 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 like look, we're laughing at this, but like people that weren't on there, I don't think understood it. As well as like you had to be on there a decent amount to really understand what makes it tick. And And
0: that's when things started to go bad. And why I don't think that Twitter dying or kind of whimpering on its way out of its influence, because it's not going to just hard stop, die one day. It's just its influence over time has diminished. And I do think that this is the year where it truly I agree with The Verge's premise that. 2023 was the year that it truly just died as an influential piece to what we do for a living and how people communicate and gather the news and everything else. And I actually think it's a good thing because Brian Curtis a few years ago did a story on The Ringer. I think it was on The Ringer. It wasn't Grantland, but it was on The Ringer. I had to go back and find it. But the, the central premise was that Twitter should be credited as the executive producer for every talk show you see on ESPN Fox Sports 1, and for a good chunk of sports talk radio. Because, you know, and and again, this is another one of those things where you're forged by how you came up in the business. So when I started doing sports talk radio in my senior year at NC State in the fall of 2000, remember, callers, people people calling, the whole point was to get people fired up to call. And you would think that the people calling in was a sentiment of, something had to happen. Oh, the coach has to be fired or or this guy's the best quarterback ever. But what you come to find out, the people who are willing to call a sports talk radio station are a very, very specific subset of the audience. Right. The general thought is about 1% of your audience at best would ever call into a radio station. And to be honest,
1: and no offense to callers, there Mm -hmm. are some that are at least somewhat entertaining, but they're uh, like... Most people that listening can't stand the callers.
0: Of course. They're like,
1: who's this idiot? Why is he going on and on and on? Like, no one wants to listen to this person.
0: There's a reason why we stopped taking calls at one point in time. Because we realized, what is this really about? And Twitter allowed you to pick and choose what you would read on the air. Exactly. Much like you get the text message line, too. Like, I think that there are some sports talk radio stations. Like, I've told this to Kyle Bailey over at WFNZ. Buddy, get off the text machine. Like people are just losing their minds on the text machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah And you yeah. might find them amusing, but it's FNZ's like.
1: FNZ's text machine is, is wild. It's
0: FNZ's text machine, I, I, I envision it actually emitting smoke.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, of all yeah, the yeah. texts that it
0: receives. <laughs> but again, it gets back to that sentiment and warping what you think is actually going right. on in the world. Because you
1: hear loud, angry people mm-hmm. or like loud, whatever. Like just you hear opinions that maybe aren't. The mainstream, but they feel like the mainstream if there's enough of them, and Mm -hmm. I think I think we do get that. I think that has had a bleed over effect in areas that are not sports as well. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, But either way, like yes, I think that that's something that we've all been guilty of at times. But like yes, I think mass media, especially the people that aren't on Twitter all the time, absolutely are guilty of being like. Oh, well, look at what all these people are saying on Twitter. That and, must be how people feel.
0: <laughs> and then you realize, too, where it's like this meltdown that's taking place where it's the you know the main character of the day. Like you never wanted to wake up one day no. and be the main character on social media. Like that, that lady day.
1: who tweeted about, uh, like, what was it? Something about Africa. And then
0: she got on a plane. Yeah.
1: Woo, oh, something she bad. Oh, no.
0: But what you come to find out is how quickly that stuff moves on too. Like you think, Oh my God, people are losing their mind. Oh man, we got to get on this. And then the next day they've moved on to the next thing that, Oh, is the dress blue or black? Right. You know, is it Laura or or Yanny? we, We think, we think that this is the hottest thing going right now. And it just, as I look back on it, I think to myself, how much time was wasted on a particular thing when it really was just a social media echo chamber that made it a thing. And if you and I, see you and I can have this conversation right? because we're extremely online. But try talking to your spouse about that thing. Try talking about that with a friend no, who is you, not extremely people think you're online. Insane. And you make yeah. this reference and you're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what are you talking or about? Or
1: like re- even like I'll read a tweet. They'll be like, what are you laughing at? And I'll read a tweet and they'll be like, oh. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, okay. I, I, I was like, I know this makes no sense to you. I understand yeah. that. I mean, I will say this. The one thing about Twitter that obviously was not good even when it was good Mm -hmm. even when Twitter was good is like the harassment campaigns we've seen waged against women minorities all of that some of those got pretty serious Mm -hmm. and some of those I mean I know people that have gone off Twitter because of how toxic it has been for them or for people they know and it's it's not always a very pleasant place to be and there there are definitely opinions that you can tweet out on there that will cause a barrage of harassment in your mentions, especially now because security is way laxer. And so it can be an unpleasant place to be in that way. And in that way, that's the only aspect in which I won't miss it because you tweet the wrong thing one time and you're going to have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of stuff to sift through in your mentions that you don't always want to be reading about yourself.
0: Yeah. And, to kind of start widening this conversation down, it's like, what's next, right? Yeah. I think you and I can That's both recognize... That's where I get
1: that, because there's nothing obvious to
0: me. Yeah. I mean, you and I can, can look at the good and the bad. Yeah. We've made friends, like I've actual... I've made literal friends. Literal like, friends. Like, I've
1: been on vacation mm-hmm. with a friend that I met on there, and mm-hmm. we, like, literally... I mean, I've made several friends from that website.
0: And it's helped our careers, and... But at the end you realize it was a point of diminishing returns. It sucks. Like, I still instinctively want to go back to Twitter. But I I, know every time I go back, it's like, eh, it's not the same. Why am I I still coming back here? No, I'll still use it to promote the podcast. You know, like that kind of stuff. I'll still
1: scroll through a timeline. Like, there's still enough people on there that it's like, you know, I I get something out of going when I go.
0: But So, So I guess the central question is, is it... Is it good that it's dying? Is it good that this era of social media is finally winding down and we're moving on to the next thing?
1: I don't think it is. Why not? I don't think it is for sports watching folks because I think it made all of us more not united. That's the wrong way of putting it, but it gave a central hub for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, And you can follow who you, you can curate your feed. So you're getting exactly the kind of sports commentary that you want. You don't have to just listen to the broadcast. You know what I mean? Like you don't have, you can make snarky comments during the game and read other people's snarky comments during the, like, tell me that that Twitter hasn't enhanced your enjoyment of sports because it it, absolutely absolutely has has mine. Mm -hmm. And like just the thought of not being able to have a place where you can like, where I can tweet a GIF of, something sad during a Panthers game or whatever
0: <laughs> or or <laughs> or, LeBron or, or joining walking in. out
1: with the purse which is one of my favorite gifs of all time or
0: joining in on the jokes when you see uh, Frank Beamer arms up zero zero tie like, walking you know, off the field like being in the moment and just get, getting jokes off as quickly you know as you can with I the hashtag even, #GoACC. I
1: don't think I would have even found that game
0: had it not been for Twitter,
1: right? Because I was covering a basketball game when it was airing, but yeah. the tweets were just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I went back and watched the whole thing. I've watched it more than
0: once. By you the did way. like an oral history on that game, when, uh, well, between Virginia Tech and Wake Forest, regulation 0-0. Oh, or you at least attempted to.
1: Yeah, I did. I actually did like a, I did a bit of a recap. It was just again, it was like one of those things where I could just write whatever I wanted. Yeah. so I did. But yeah, I mean, I that game was art to me. I explained why. <laughs> I did one of those like Bill Simmonsy things from the old page two days where mm-hmm. it was like the live blog, except it wasn't live. It mm-hmm. was like my recap blog. That's kind of like it was something like in that format. That's what I did for that game.
0: Yeah, I. it's interesting. I feel that going forward, we're never going to be able to replicate it. And I'm okay with it. I might actually find myself paying more attention to the actual game that I'm supposed to be watching.
1: I, did get, I got better about that over the oh, years. Well, but.
0: you know the moment that actually got me, right? What? I don't, I don't know if you were in the building for it. Several years ago, we were at Cameron Indoor Stadium for a basketball game, and they were doing the Oblivious Cams. Remember the Oblivious Cams?
1: Oh, I remember this happening. I'm not sure if I was in the building for it You might not have either. been there for I re- it. Because it, it, guess where I found out
0: about it? Twitter. Twitter. Well, <laughs> I was on the Oblivious Cam, but essentially I was not engaged with what was going on in front of me. And they put me up on the scoreboard.
1: Well, that was probably during like an official timeout.
0: Doesn't matter. It made me realize like, wow, I do spend a lot of time. In fact, you know, like shout out to Ethan Hyman and Jack Morton and a lot of other our photog friends who have captured press row shots at Cameron. And there's something happening like a dunk. And what am I doing? I'm in front of my computer tweeting something or whatever. I'm like, I didn't actually see the play. I was one of those things where I'd, I hear the reaction and then I would pop up like, that's bad. That's not good. Like, you're, you're there to watch the game. So mm-hmm. now if you catch me, if you catch me at games, I don't read my laptop out. I got my phone with me just in case. Right. But I put my phone down, and I'm watching the See, game. See, I
1: need, I need the stat broadcast. So that's why. Yeah, you but, are hooked
0: on the stat broadcast.
1: And I tried not to tweet as much. I mean, I, it's been a while since I covered a game in person. But, I mean, yeah, I tried to not do that as much um, and just watch it. Because especially when you're there in person, like, there's a lot you would miss if mm-hmm. you're not focusing i mean on tv it's tougher because you're not getting as close a view of the action anyway but
0: yeah threads ain't it
1: really i mean i haven't been there i I have several follow requests because i set myself to private because i was like i don't want to deal with a but like i don't want to deal with whoever would be in my mentions i follow all of these people on instagram that i don't want to be following on threads Mm -hmm. and i'm just like i don't feel like dealing with. there's too many social media platforms right now honestly too and that's part of it right it's like people are like you got to join TikTok and check out these videos. No, You got to go on Instagram. You got to go on Facebook. No. You got I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like doing all because of these the things. Because the issue
0: the issue with TikTok, Reels, what we're doing on YouTube podcast, that's all broadcast. You know, the argument, the the theory is that social media networks have hit to a point, have gotten to a point where broad they are the broadcast channels. They are ABC, NBC, CBS of its time. You have your content creators instead of the actual traditional media outlets creating shows. You have content creators creating these things. I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old. You have a kid. They spend more time watching YouTube than they do actual television. My 15-year-old spends more time watching TikTok and Reels than he does actual television. That's the broadcast consumption. We're taking part in it, by the way. That's We've transitioned from using it as a tool to using the social media as a actual broadcast outlet for us rather than news gathering rather than kind of teasing stuff no no this is the actual way you broadcast to your audience outside of traditional means so to your point about tiktok tiktoks work like that's like if you gotta be if you're gonna be good at tiktok you have to put in some work. Exactly. That's why I've never. YouTube is yeah. in the same boat. You got to put in. It's a YouTube is a full time job.
1: That's the thing. It's too much work for me. Like Twitter, you could just fire off a right. tweet. Like, it's just
0: boom. I got this thought. It's 120 characters or whatever it was at the time. Boop, 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 boop done
1: you got to get your ring light for the oh, yeah. tiktok you got to like edit which i still don't know how to do i need to, t- to learn some so not yeah, yeah i don't yeah.
0: know where things are going i'm trying with threads i i'm at the point in my life at 44 where it's like i got to pick one thing and try to be good at it and right now the one thing that i'm i'm just trying to like get better at threads get better at youtube obviously we're doing the podcast thing we'll do with reels with uh, with instagram and whatnot but we're never going to get that twitter again threads isn't going to be it's too fractured It's just way too you got people that are on Mastodon, you got people that are on Blue Sky or whatever it's called. People are
1: still on Mastodon?
0: Oh yeah. Oh Oh, I didn't
1: know that. Oh yeah, but I can't I don't understand Mastodon, so I kinda gave it up.
0: That's why uh, for the in-season tournament... Sports it,
1: people are on Blue Sky, at least the ones I love the most. A lot of them are on there, but like...
0: It's not the same. It,
1: there's not enough people on there, yeah.
0: Like, there's been a concerted effort from Meta to get a lot of the sports insiders over to threads. Like, they've made this big deal. They clearly have some deal with Adrian Warjanowski of ESPN to do a weekly Q&A. Adam Schefter's Posting a hell of a lot more but on like, threads. I, followed, that matters, I follow.
1: I follow like Love Island UK contestants on Instagram. Oh, I don't, see, I don't need to see their threads. Uh,
0: you, no, you don't, because some people <laughs> just don't have interesting th- things to say. But look, I, I I bring up Adrian Wojnowski. He ruined NBA drafts. Oh yeah, he ruined NBA drafts. Well, and it's,
1: that especially didn't. You know what? Especially contributed to that. I think not to get on a whole different discussion. I'm not, but like sure. the fact that it so many people st- switched to streaming. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're live tweeting a game almost from the time of Twitter's inception because mm-hmm. like, I think that's feels like that's around the time people started oh, it, cutting the corn.
0: It reworked how I watch sports too, in yeah. that regard at home. So
1: like you're literally part of the reason the draft was spoiled. I mean, I'm not saying he was tweeting it that close to the pick cause it was usually before was that, before the pick. but it was still like, you know, that contributes to the delay too. Like you're literally not finding out until like a good six minutes after yeah. has tweeted it.
0: I'll say this with that streaming aspect of it and having like a 30 second to 90 second delay. Yeah. yeah. I would see that something had happened on Twitter and it made me go, okay, I'm going to make this work for me rather than being mad. Like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe like the game is over and it ended on this shot or the game is over and it ended on this crazy touchdown. Cool. 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 Rather than being mad about it, it allowed me to go, Oh, this is going to happen. Let me watch it differently. I'm not watching it to be surprised. I'm not watching it for the moment. See, I end up watching it to see, okay, why did this happen? And you, Who broke coverage? Yeah, You know, did somebody, you know, did somebody slip Right, you know the what three? to watch
1: for. Exactly. I know what
0: I'm looking to watch yes, for. That's and just, I, and yes. I enjoyed that. You know I what? enjoyed that.
1: It's You know what's gotten me through this Panther season with whatever shreds of my sanity remain? <laughs> Is the fact that I will now. That's what I did all last week. I'm like refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I going to be seeing? What horror awaits me on the next play? Oh, a th- interception? Great. Now I know that. Now I can prepare myself mentally. And I can watch the play unfold and figure out how it happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, then you don't even have to rewind it. You don't have to wait for the replay.
0: <sighs> you want to pour one out? Literally? I mean, I got beer in the fridge. I mean,
1: I don't, where would we pour it in here, though?
0: Yeah, probably a good idea. Probably don't want <laughs> to do that. It's a lot that. of,
1: like, electronics yeah, and not no, no, I don't know. No, no, definitely not Also, want it would smell.
0: Do. Good point. We get on the carpet. We want to do that. But, yeah, just 2024, it's not like I'm going to be off Twitter completely, but I think we can all agree that it's never going to be the same. Never going to be the same. And it's not any. It's not about any one particular person. Like, somebody else could come in and buy Twitter. I think the ship has sailed. The, the ship was sailing anyway. It's just like the pandemic, things get accelerated in these big, big moments. We'll see. Uh, if somebody if somebody were else to buy Twitter, it'll never be the same.
1: Well, they could be hailed as a
0: hero. I think people are moving on. And I think that's okay. I think we'll all be better for it, Lauren. I, I really do think we'll all be better for Listen, it. Listen,
1: I I grew up with away messages, okay? <laughs> you Twitter do, was my away message.
0: You can do that now on Instagram.
1: Mm, not really. <laughs>